Where's our song? Audio. You're live. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I I also, that's what you're going to do. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Business Zone with Krista O and Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business bar medic. And today, folks, we're going to have an amazing show. Happy, happy, happy Women's History Month. And today, folks, we're going to have an amazing guest on here. And of course, yes, she is a woman. And we're going to talk about her business and her accomplishment. So, co host, tell me how are you doing today? I am good next to Black History Month and my birthday month, which is in May. Oh, yes, my first. I know this is my favorite, sec, third favorite month of the year um, it, because it celebrates women. And it's a shame that we have to, um, to uh, have a month for that. To have to have a month. But it, at first, we only had a day, and then we had a week. And, and I'm going to read some stuff about that. But so now we got a whole month. <laughs> Well, that means that means you're you're climbing up, Coholes. Because first it was a first it was a few hours, <laughs> and it was a day, <laughs> and you got a week. Now they're giving us a month. So before you know it, it's going to be six months than a year. <laughs> right. Oh, cons- and here's the thing, Gilbert. Considering we all came from a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that, true. That nurtured us, and yeah. and after we got here, went through some pain to get us here. And after we got here, she they made sure we were fed and taken care of. Not that the men didn't have any contribution, but yeah. I have to say the woman's much more uh, committed. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is, man, no matter how strong the man is, or no matter how what happens, when we first uh, achieve some level of accomplishments. Who are the first people we shout out to? I want to shout out to my mom. Thank you, mom, for all the support over the years. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. We just thank our mom. Then next, our grandmothers. Yeah. Uh, because most of our families, our mother is the, is the pillar. That's the yeah. pillar of strength, yeah. right? That's, oh, yeah. that's what when you're hurt that's where you yeah. go when you're uh, elated that's where you go where you're excited is the mom so the nurturing yeah, we, the support uh-huh. the taking care of the boo-boos everything <laughs> all of the, everything that's what moms do <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it is interesting that we have to do we have to uh, isolate a month but just like black history month like hispanic hispanic uh, uh latina hispanic Heritage month oh you get heritage month you have to we we have to do these things so now um, you know so, why the 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 female entrepreneur is so near and dear to my heart because mm-hmm. you know i understand the struggle even though i i wasn't a part of the struggle i understand the struggle and i want to do whatever i can to contribute to growth and success 
Exactly. And if we, any of us came from single parent families and that mom was that parent, oh my God, I know, I, you know, as an adult and I look at back at my mom, you know, trying, struggling to take care of three kids and not letting you know that there was any troubles or she was feeling troubled about anything. Yeah. I, I used to, hey, Greg, I used to say, I don't know, a- after becoming an adult and, and thinking back at my mom after she uh, moved us out here from New York and she was divorced and, you know, she wasn't paying, making a whole lot of money, but she's taking care of the three of us and, and herself. And I was like, how the heck are you doing this lady? Cause I mean, and she, I used to tease her. It's like, wow, mom, you can take a nickel and spread it out for a whole 30 days. I don't know how you that, but you're amazing at budgeting. (laughs) I, I told you the story, man, about my mom when I was growing up, uh, and my siblings, you know, we're going to school. She only have like the last $5 and she would split that among us. And she doesn't have anything to go to work, no lunch, nothing, man. And I'm, it always makes me feel so sad when, when that happens, you know, because she wasn't, she wasn't uh, well-educated or, or academically because she was mm-hmm. smart as heck, you know. But as far as academic education, she did not have that. But uh, she knew how to go out there and hustle and, and make money and bring it home and take care of us. And, uh, you know, it was just amazing. And one of the things that really stood out for me is when we're home and we're hungry, have nothing to eat, you go in the cupboard, there's nothing. You really don't see anything that we can prepare. She goes in there, man. It's magical, right? It's magical. She said, you guys just go sit in the living room, watch TV, do your homework. Man, in about 45 minutes to an hour, we got dinner. Where did you get dinner from? We didn't see anything inside the cupboard. She said, you don't worry about it. I got my ways. Man, it was unbelievable. They they had magical powers. They had magical powers where they just found stuff and and made things happen. And, you know, you... If Christmas, you had you regardless of what the situation was, there was something under the tree for you. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I know my mom was amazing. And my grandmother, oh my God, my grandmother had 13 kids. And wow. uh and so she she no education and she made some amazing things happen. All her kids went the ones that uh, 13 kids, she had 13 kids, but nine of them actually lived. All of them went to college. Um, somewhere in there, my grandfather passed away in the, in that, and she got her last four into college. Like, lady, wow. what? Wow, lady! And you're going, you're going. Where did she get the money from? She got the know-how. Where did she get this? It's just she, unbelievable, man. It was just unbelievable what they're what they're capable of doing. Yeah. So I know I get my fortitude from the from the women or from from her, from my grandmother. She was just a phenomenal lady, yeah. uh, mean but phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> but uh, but I know the fight and the and the pride and 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 the self and the confidence comes yeah. from uh, being my grandmother's uh, child, and then she she pass that on to her daughters. And so, uh, uh, you know, the women in my family are absolutely uh, incredible. And um, so I that's take why, my hat. That's, and why them. that's why when I'm home and I'm misbehaving <laughs> and she said, don't let me come in there. I'm going, okay, I don't want her in here because uh, 
when she comes in there, she'll make things, bad things happen. You know? <laughs> I said, uh-uh. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to get, you know, if she keeps telling you to behave yourself or you're not, she just pick up that shoe or anything near her and whoosh. Right, exactly. What did you and then don't go outside of this house and embarrass me? Exactly. Did you you get the speech? Because I think it's it's especially in black families, everybody got the speech. Greg, I'm sure you did. You got the speech before you walked out the door. Don't let me have to talk to you. Don't don't embarrass me because I will embarrass you back. (laughs) I'm I'm sure Greg got the talk every day, man. See how well behaved he is now. So, so there was uh, the talk, and uh, yeah, you got the talk. Yeah, that was <laughs> me licking the lack. <laughs> so, so Greg got actually beat. Obviously, <laughs> so, there was some beatings going on in my house too. Melikio, Melikio, me spit blood. <laughs> Yeah, oh, then, so his mom used to slap him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know, mom, moms don't take the moms didn't take no mess. They don't play, um, man, but they still get that respect, man. Now, yes, exactly. folks, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. We're on every Friday from 3 to 4 30. And what we do on this channel, folks, in case you don't know or in case you just stumbled across this channel. We take care of small businesses. We provide resource, we provide advice and support and coaching information for small businesses to help elevate them to the next level so they can become business ready, contract ready, loan ready, grant ready, certification ready, and nonprofit ready. So uh, the one thing we've been promoting, guys, on this show is that in 2028, the Olympics will be moving here to Los Angeles and there's going to be a lot of contract opportunities for a lot of small businesses next year, 2024, it's going to be in Paris, France. So, uh, if you can still gain access to, to, to some of the pr- producers or providers there, you know, you still try to do some business overseas there in France. That would be great. But in 2028, we'll be here in Los Angeles, and we want to make sure that small businesses, small business, women-owned business, disadvantaged business, veteran-owned business, you guys are all ready for contracts and procurement. They're going to be spending over $5 billion, guys, $5 billion. So you want to be ready. And uh, Greg said also the Super Bowl uh, will be coming in, in, in 2027 as well. So uh, be ready for that. Now, next year. Next year, which is 2024, the Super Bowl is also going to be in Las Vegas. So, you know, it's just, you know, Las Vegas is just a skip and a jump, guys. So you want to be ready and you want to start checking out opportunities. Uh, our guest, Andrea, she can tell you guys about the Las Vegas landscape because that's that's where she operates out of. So she could tell you probably, you know, how to get settled now. So you can start networking and be prepared for that. But just want to let you guys know, folks, and uh, co-host, you want to tell them how to subscribe? Yes, I do. And I also, I uh, it's my understanding, I think that we're going to get the soccer uh, 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 championships as well. Here. Oh, yes. Yes, FIFA, yes. FIFA. FIFA. So yeah. that would be awesome. More opportunities for uh, who? The World Cup. Yeah. 
yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the World Cup, the World Cup will be here. So there's so many opportunities. I mean, from yes. from now until 2028, there's just opportunities. Uh, all uh, and and you have to be prepared. So we we're here to help you do that. But to make sure that you're tuned in every Friday afternoon at three o'clock, you can actually go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can take a picture right now of that QR code and that will take you straight to our YouTube channel. Or if you don't have your phone with you, you can go over to the uh, Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert and hit that subscribe button. We're looking to monetize this network and in order this state this channel, and we need your help. So we need you to subscribe, and then you'll get firsthand information every time we go live, uh, and have accessibility to some great tips and and uh, inspiring entrepreneurs coming on the show to tell their story. So this month, uh, we have for the five Fridays in March, some amazing women uh, that are trailblazers and just doing some incredible things with their business coming to share with you how they went about that. And we and on the other side of that, we want you to support them as well. So get over there, click, uh, go to our channel, click the subscribe button, take a picture here and it will take you directly there. So um, that's it, Gilbert. All righty. Sounds great to me. So, uh, so co-host, how was your week? How was your week? How was your week? My week is getting so much better. My month is, it, it seems like the, the, the onslaught of people preparing for their taxes is mellowed, mellowed out. <laughs> it was pretty intense for January and February, but I believe a lot of people are already starting to file the taxes. So uh, they, they are already ready, uh, which is a good thing. So now this week I was able to do some things. Hey, Marion, um, I was able to do some things for the business zone. So I did quite a bit of marketing for the business zone this week uh -huh. and uh, created some marketing tools. But guess what I actually did this week, which I am kind of proud of myself. I used that new, uh, which everybody is raving about, is chat group, uh, chat GPT. Oh, yes. You've told me a little bit about that. The I, oh my God, it's wonderful. So if you guys hadn't had an opportunity to use it, go on over. To, uh, you have to register right now. It's free to everyone. You can put in a statement or you can ask it to write anything you want it to write. So if you wanted to write a, a um, I did it for the business zone. I asked to write a, a, a advertisement for the subscription of uh to subscribe to our channel. And it just came up with this beautiful, well-written paragraph. And wow. so I was able to use that. But and it's, to my understanding, you can put anything in there. If you need a, a whole presentation on anything, it will <laughs> create a whole presentation for you. <laughs> it will write a book for you, actually, from my understanding. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so and that's Chat GPT and mm -hmm. artificial. You have to go in and do some tweaking, but um, it's got some amazing capacities to it. So that's wow. what I that's kind of what I did this week. It's, it was quiet and it, it was um it was good. It was a good week. So wow. that's great, mm -hmm. Cole. So I like that. Maybe we yeah, can how about you? Do that 
maybe can use that to help with some of our public relation uh, information, you know, getting it out there, let people know more about what we do for small business and women-owned businesses, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, maybe the, you know, last night I was watching the NWACP awards, man, and a lot of women were being, uh, uh, were given awards, you know, mm. it, it was just an amazing thing. And uh, they had Angela Bassett, she got a whole lot of <laughs> awards, you know, and a few others, uh, they had um, this guy, the guy, the black attorney, who represented um, George Floyd and all of yeah. the, the black folk who got killed by police. He was there. He got a, uh, a citizen award. You yeah, know. he's been doing incredible yeah. things. George Floyd and the young man that just recently got killed, uh, that was mur murdered. Um, uh, um, he, he, he um, the one that was beaten, that was um, uh, killed by the five police officers. Yeah. He, he's, he's representing him as well. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I had, I didn't, I didn't see it myself last night. I had a, I had a class last night, but I was looking at all of the, um, uh, the clips on, on Facebook. And again, it's kind of like, you know, I, uh, just perfect timing because a lot of the black actresses are just absolutely incredible. Incredible. And yeah. so I saw a great clip this morning uh, where they were asking them about what it was to be a woman and, and to be a black woman. And oh my God, they, you know, they just had all these wonderful um adjectives and how they felt about, you know, they were powerful, they were confident, they were, you know, all the things we just talked about just a few minutes ago. So I, I will I will go on YouTube and, and find it and check it out this evening. The one thing that, you know, I just wasn't comfortable about, and you know me, because most of them are not going to speak to this because that's not their space, but my space is procurement, contracts, and lines of credit. So, you know, I'll be speaking about that until the day I die. You know, you didn't hear anyone talk about that, but I would have loved to have heard about, you know, okay, because in that room, you know, wherever the, the event was, there were billions of dollars sitting in that room, billions of dollars. So I'm going, if we've got that many richness and money sitting in a room at one time, why can't some of them pool resources and help small businesses like us, you know, women-owned businesses, and help to grow them? Why do we have to keep relying on, on um, you know, the regular usual suspects, the banks, and all of those to support us? We don't need them because the thing about it is if they see that we don't need them and we have no use for them, then, you know, the, the, the barriers that they put up for us will become insignificant because we're here trying to make things happen ourselves, just like with Oklahoma, you know, in, in the 1920s when they had a black Wall Street, you know, that's people you know, ex-slaves pooling their resources and coming together to build communities themselves. And they were thriving. There was a lot of millionaires and billionaires back then. You see what I mean? So I would love for that to happen also to us, uh, to our um, small business community, where we, we can do it ourselves. You know, last week we talked about, you know, we should get reparation for about 50 billion but we know that's not going to happen. So if these guys can pull their resources and just help us, you know, help us, I think that would be great. 
And it's so interesting you said that. I've been asked to speak uh, next Tuesday on a podcast um, as uh, the co-director of Recycling Black Dollars. And that's one of the conversations that we're going to, that's the conversation she wants to have is is about, um, again, You we all know uh, that in our communities, our dollars don't recirculate, uh, but there has to be a re-education and, a, and an education of why it's of us supporting each other so that yeah. we're not reliant on everyone else. And I think some of the issue um, is that there were those of us before us that fought for integration. Mm -hmm. But I actually think that you have to be segregated to depend on yourself yeah, and then it's like a interdependence, not a dependence, but an right. interdependence right. on, on, on it, on outsiders. But I absolutely agree. We shouldn't be fighting for uh, acknowledgement. We should. We we don't really need acknowledgement because if we really think about it, in the black in the black community, um, we're we're considered consumers. So in that consumption, we're spending one point three trillion dollars every year uh yeah. to pe outside of our community so if we pull that 1.3 trillion dollars back into that community that would make a powerful economic change oh, yeah. uh, in the world in the world that we live in and i think that you know we we are trying to um fit in where there is no fit in and we right. don't have to fit in. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I preach about this all the time, uh -huh. sports entertainment, um, are areas that we don't have to go outside in the beauty industry. We don't have to go outside of our community in order to have for everyone to be able to recycle those dollars. Cause those are the areas we spend the most of our money, sports, yeah. entertainment, and the beauty industry. And right. just that alone, if we embrace that, so that would be all of those individuals that you saw at the NCCP award. We don't have to, you, in my opinion, you don't have to nominate me for anything in the Grammys or or any of that because I can do that myself. That's what they did last night at the NAACP Awards. Have your own award show. Yeah. Be your own football player. Be your yeah. own basketball. Be your own league. We will come and support you to the point that you still can make the kind of money that you make within that world. But yeah. until we learn that, uh, we're going to have a part, a, we're going to continue to have a difficult time because it's all about the economics. It's all about the money. If right. we bring the money back uh, and you can look at other ethnicities, the Hispanic community, uh, the the um, Asian community, and as well as the Jewish communities, they spend their monies within their own communities and, and they have their issues as well, but they have a lot more power um, than us. And, and, and it's sad to say, but um, when I listen to the stats, the stats just, just blow me away, man. We're just at the bottom of everything. And it just, it just hurts your heart uh, that, that that's the case. Yesterday on the community briefing, uh, we had uh, Dr. Uh, Giovante uh, Brashfield, and she is the diversity uh, um, equity and inclusion, a guru, I guess, for the that for the secure uh, procurement industry, and always trying to, you know, 
make that world understand why it's so important for us all to be included. But mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they're fine with you being included as you the worker bee. They're right. not so pro- happy to have you breaking through the ceiling. So right. I don't know. It's it's just um, we just have to be much more intentional and we have to uh, become so self-sufficient that's what has to happen self-sufficiency and not look to any other group uh to validate and uh and value what we bring to the table because we already know we bring in 1.3 trillion dollars that, that's all you need to know we bring in 1.3 trillion dollars <laughs> well well you know you know me i um i'm always about you know, empowering the women so that they can do what they need to do and not relying on anyone else, you know, just keep doing their thing. Keep knocking down that door, man. Procurement opportunities, contract, uh, lines of credit. Those are the things that's going to make the engine, the economic engine for women-owned businesses run and thrive. So, and 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 this is something we're going to talk a little bit to our guests about today, you know, as to see, okay, how does this work? You know, how does this work? How has it been working for um, for for her type of business? Because the type of business that she runs, man, and and you know, when she comes on, she'll she'll speak to that. But the type of business she runs is is in a male dominated industry, so mm-hmm. that makes it even more challenging. So mm-hmm. we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that. Well, that's 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 going to be the beauty of this month. Well, um, speaking to women that have had to break through some barriers, and that's why we celebrate this month because yeah. it's not that simple uh, for women. Uh, <laughs> Greg said he's going to be on his best behavior again today because <laughs> we have guests. <laughs> <laughs> our field correspondent all right Greg um so but yeah how was your week oh we man. My, my week was crazy busy I had a lot of um a lot of deadlines to meet uh, as you know you know I have uh, one one client that is uh more than a handful than anyone else so I'm always trying to take care of them and do what the what I need to do to help them to meet deadlines, even though they don't comply with the requirements. So I, I have them that I'm working with. I have a few others that um, I'm trying to help to become certified. Well, one of them I've helped to to get her certification with the state of California. So I have uh, two others that I'm working on right now, but uh, it's it's been good. It's been good. Awesome. The life in the times of a business coach. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. (laughs) There was a post that was posted this morning on LinkedIn, and it says, as a business coach, what do you find most challenging about your business? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I would say um, uh, having to really sometimes push our clients to their greatness, right? I guess that would be if we had to find... And not that we love what we do, but sometimes we have to push them to their greatness because yes. they just think, oh, go all by themselves. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, if you're ready, co-host, we'll go ahead and introduce our guest. So she well, before we us. do that, I'm going to kick off a, a little commercial for us. Oh, oh okay. Um, and, get, and, and Greg says, getting some of our clients to be adults. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kick off a commercial so we can have a little commercial break. And then bef- um, before um, 
we introduce Andrea. I want, I want, I do want to acknowledge why we, um, the formal reason why we celebrate Women's uh, Business, uh, Women's History Month, uh, which was. Um, declared by um president jimmy carter who is currently in hospice and oh, is uh, he? yeah he is so I, we're gonna I did not know that yeah so i'm gonna read it i'm gonna i'm gonna do this first for our little commercial Mm -hmm. And uh, and this commercial should have is near and dear to you. <laughs> so let me share my screen. And the tab is already tabbed. And here we go. All right. What happened? Oh, here. Do you have a tool that organizes your company's paperwork and takes care of all your record keeping? Does your current record-keeping system send you 90-day alerts to remind you that your key documents are about to expire and need to be renewed? Can you find contracts and procurement opportunities in seconds from any of the 50 United States so you can grow your business? Is your business organized so that you can tell which key documents are needed to efficiently run the business? How about woman-owned, small business, disadvantaged business enterprise certifications? Do you have a checklist of all the key documents you need to become certified? Does your current system allow you to conduct market research from multiple sources and provide you industry and market data in seconds? Well, Small Biz Pro does all of that and more. Small Biz Pro is the number one business management, compliance, procurement assistance, and market research assistance tool on the market today. Download the app now and you will be amazed. It's like having three additional employees working for you, but you don't have to pay them. What are you waiting for? Oh, yeah, I'm wow. familiar with that app. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm familiar with that app. <laughs> that, app that app has helped so many small businesses become organized, business ready, contract ready, loan ready, nonprofit ready. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So, you guys go on over to the App Store and download your Small Biz Pro app. And Mr. Yours, Mr. Gilbert Buchanan, Coach Buchanan is the um, will help you out there. So reach out to him once you sign up. Any any special deals for them if they sign up for it? Well, I put it this way, guys. If you sign up today, 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 I'll give you thirty days free uh, uh, um, enrollment in the service, and then after the thirty days, then you'll pay a minimum minimal uh, amount, uh, twenty nine dollars per month. That's it. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you are happy. If you're not happy, you cancel any time, but I'm sure you will love it because the platform has a lot of contract opportunities in it with the city of Los Angeles, the county of Los Angeles, the state of California, and all the other contract providers. It's got um, uh, grant opportunities in it. So if you're a nonprofit or for-profit, you can look into the system. You'll find a lot of grant. And also, if you need to be reminded of certain documents that's going to be expired, the system does that as well. So there's so many different things to it, guys. And on top of that, you get hands-on technical assistance. So if you don't know how to use the system, I schedule a Zoom session with you, and I'll guide you, walk you through it. And uh, you just feel so knowledgeable and good about running your business and having a coach to guide you. And Greg said, who could say no to that? <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to jump back into our program. So that was our station break uh, for a moment. So um, I'm going to bring on Andrea. But before we do, I do want to talk about why we celebrate Women's History Month and why it's so important and why for every month, this this um, every week, this week, this month, we actually have some phenomenal women. We won't be doing any class and sessions this month. We're going to be bringing on these inspiring ladies uh, to talk to us about their business. But so I'm going to bring Andrea on. But before we actually introduce her and Gilbert, you're going to take care of that for me. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's first talk about why we are honoring women. Um, years before it became a full month, Women's History Month uh, was actually one day, which was actually the International Women's Day. Uh, and that is March 8th. Uh, then it went from March 8th through to a whole week. So in 1978, Sonona, in Sonona County, California, they held the first known Women's History Week to align with International Women's Day. At the time, women's history was virtually an unknown topic in the K through 12 curriculum or in general consciousness, according to the National Women's History Alliance. The idea quickly spread to other counties and organizations across the country that held their own events for women's history. And a group of advocates began lobbying for a National Women's History Week. By 1980, their goal realized in February, President Jimmy Carter issued a presidential proclamation declaring the week of March 8th, March 2nd through the 8th in 1980 as Women's History Month. In his proclamation, Carter noted that men and women have worked together to help build the United States since the country's founding. Um, he indicated too often the women were unsung and sometimes their contributions were went unnoticed, he wrote. But the acknowledgments, the leadership, the courage, the strength, and the love of the women who built America was vital as that of men whose names we know so well. Carter also used a moment to call for the passage of the Equal Rights Amendment, which has been approved by 38 states, but still remain in legal limbo. I didn't know. I don't know if you guys knew that. I did not. But we're still in legal limbo. Um, the 98-year-old former president entered hospice in February after a series of short hospital stays. He's still with us, but he is definitely... Um, um, on in, in the last season. It wasn't until seven years after the first National Women's History Week that in 1987, Congress passed a law proclaiming the month of March as the Women's History Month across the United States. Since 1995, each president has pro issued proclamations naming March as the Women's History Month according to the Women's History Museum. Biden did so on Tuesday. Women Often women of color has been on the front lines fighting for and securing equal rights and opportunity through, throughout our country's history as abolitionists, civil rights leaders, uh, suffragists, and, and labor activists. Uh, that's what uh, this is from Biden. But despite significant progress, women and girls continue to face uh, systematic barriers to full and equal participation in our economy and society, he added. 
The theme for this year's Women History Month is celebrating women who tell our stories and will recognize women who have been active in all forms of media storytelling, including print, radio, TV, stage, screen, blogs, podcasts, and more. Uh, so that is the history and the current status of Women's History Month. So with that, Andrea, we welcome you uh, in this celebration of women's um, accomplishments and contributions. So Gilbert, I'm gonna kick it back to you to read her bio. Beautiful, beautiful. And folks, again, if you just joined us, you are watching The Business Zone with Coach, Coach Crystal and Coach Gilbert. And we're on every Friday from three to 4.30. We bring on special guests who are entrepreneurs in their industry to speak about their business, share their product and services, and how they help to help the community, how they help to solve pain in the community. Now, this week, folks, we've got a very special guest in honor of Women's History uh, Month. And uh, her name is Andrea Vigil. Now, that's the Latino version. She's Latina, okay? But in English, it's Vigil, V-I-G-I-L, okay? And Andrea... It, am I correct, Andrea? Am I saying yeah. that? Okay. <laughs> so, Andrea is an MBA, folks. I want to tell you this. This woman is a star. I met her back in, 19, in, in 2017 when I was hired to uh, coach some small businesses in, in the Las Vegas, Nevada area uh, through the Nevada Contractors Association. That's where I first met her. And... The first time I met her, she just impressed the heck out of me. She just, she stood there, she took notes, and she was very attentive, and she asked a lot of questions. She asked a lot of questions, folks, that the guys weren't even asking. So just so you know. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about Miss Andrea Vigil. Like I said, she has an MBA, and she started her business. Her business is called Allegiant Electric. Allegiant Electric, and that's an LLC. She started this business back in 2015. Now, she's she uh, her business is located in Southern Nevada, and um, she provides a lot of electrical services to commercial, industrial, and residential customers. She's provided all these types of services, folks, and developed such a reputation because she pays attention to detail and she understands that she is operating in a man's world, a man's industry, which is a construction industry. So she had to go above and beyond to demonstrate that she's worthy to be in that space. So she focused, her business focused on quality and her staff also realized the mission of that company. So as a result, cost effectiveness, to our client solution was high on top of her mind. She has operated in that space, folks. And in the industry, she's considered a certified master electrician. Not too many electricians have that title, a master electrician, folks. She has that title. Again, like I say, she has to go above and beyond to demonstrate that she was uh, qualified to play with the other boys. So that's really what she was doing there in, in, in our industry. She provides over 20 years of experience in the industry, folks. 
And I believe she has about uh, six to 10 employees. She can correct me on that. We're about uh, 16 right now. Oh, you're at 15. Awesome. Okay. So she's at 50. See, guys, I'm telling you, she's a smart <laughs> performer. She's at 15 employees right now. So let me tell you a little bit about some of the projects that she's worked on. She's worked on the Mandalay Bay uh, Hotel in Las Vegas. Wow. She's worked on the Nellis Air Force Base. She's worked on the Quest Diagnostic Center there in Las Vegas. And she also worked on the VA Center, the VA, which is for the veterans in Southern Nevada. She's worked on a variety of other projects, folks. You know, some of these are uh, the Sunrun, it's the panel upgrade. And again, all of this is electrical work for, for mm -hmm. folks. She does LED lightning, uh, lighting and maintenance, maintenance services, LED retrofit, all the current things that's required to be done in the electrical space. She is certified. She is current. She is trained in that. Uh, she provides uh, TV and cable installation services for some of these uh, some of these clients, and it's just phenomenal. She is certified WBNC, right? That's mean woman-owned business uh, enterprise. And um, she also has um, minority business uh, certification. She has a, a WOSB, which is Woman Small Business Certification with the SBA. She is DBE and SBE certified, meaning she is disadvantaged business enterprise and small business enterprise, folks. Mm -hmm. Woman is phenomenal. I can't speak more highly of her because she's just so amazing so what i'm gonna do folks without further ado i'm gonna go ahead and introduce this amazing lady who i won't even call my 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 client or protege because she's just so awesome so i'll just say the phenomenal miss andrea v hill welcome thank you, to <laughs> thank you so much i really appreciate the opportunity to participate with you guys i love watching you every week and gilbert's been such an inspiration and a great instructor and coach you know when we were taking our classes at the um, contractors association and i'm also with the small biz pro that is the easiest place if i need like just five minutes ago they needed my um s4 for my irs you could just click on there and send it from wherever you're at. So definitely getting everything updated and making sure it's at ease and anybody can actually, you know, get the documents that you need for your company. It's been very instrumental to us. Awesome, Excellent. awesome. Well, it's, it's our honor to have you here. So tell us a little bit about your journey, especially um, entering into a man's world. What was that inspiration? Um, uh, that Because that that that's a leap of faith right there. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I started back in 2012. I started working for a neurosurgeon who owned um, multiple companies. One of the companies that he owned was a solar company. And so at that point, I basically um, got his business off the ground. They weren't profiting anything. And I started just looking at his receivables and his payables to see where the money was at. Come to find out that he had a lot of solar panels that were just in storage. So I started going to all the storages and trying to understand. I never knew what solar was at that point um, to understand what we needed to do because we had deposits to get them on the roofs. And I was able within three years to grow his business to over 3 million. 
Um, wow. In 2015-2016, the net metering rules changed here in Nevada, and they basically shut down every solar company that was out here. So at that point, I had to lay everybody off, including myself and my husband, and we decided to start our own business. And so we started um, basically a niche market because there weren't any solar companies at that point to service all the companies. So we just started out of our house, just my husband and I, and then little by little, we started getting busier and we started bringing in more people, uh, probably about three or four people. Then we started continuing you know, to grow and really on the solar side of it, as well as the um, service side of it. So we got our office in about 2017, which we've already outgrown, and we're hopeful to get an SBA loan to buy a building at some point. Um, but we specialize in solar, battery storage, and EV charging stations. Perfect time, right? Now that the infrastructure bill is actually just coming into play. So for us, this is a great opportunity to continue to grow. And we've, uh, we're named Small Business Person of the Year for Nevada, as well as Region 9. So that's also for California, Nevada, Arizona, Guam, and Hawaii. So that was a huge honor, which has come, you know, a lot of opportunities. We were invited to the White House um, in October, and I had the opportunity to sit with the vice president to talk along, five, along the side of five other companies. I was the only electrical contractor at the table, and we were able to talk about the issues that we deal with as small businesses. What do we face? You know, um, coming into a construction industry, oftentimes I'll show up at the job site and they're asking, what is she doing here? Well, fortunate for me, I have a husband who stands behind me and supports me and an amazing project manager. And they let him know, I'm the owner, you know, if there's anything that we need to do or we need to address. And I think being a woman has opened up a lot of opportunities because I'm not afraid to ask the question. Oftentimes, you know, men have their egos sometimes and they might not be as willing to ask a question. And so I believe it's opened a lot of opportunities for me. And they, they don't see you as a threat. So what they don't understand is that you're stealth, you're a sleeper. You know, they're thinking, oh, she's nothing. And before you know it, bam, you take over the project. I, just like so I love it. I love it. So, so are they, obviously, because women tend to be very, we're very detail-oriented and, and nurturing, right? Uh, are they surprised after they start working with you uh, of of the value that you bring to to the business? Absolutely. I know that it, we've built, I believe, stronger relationships with some of our general contractors out of California that are coming out here because you know they they earn that level of respect. They know what we're doing. They know the quality of our work. Your reputation is everything. Nevada, may seem big, but it's not that big. And so everybody knows everybody what's going on, who's bidding on what projects. And we've been able to continue thriving and growing. I mean, even during COVID, I ended up hiring another 11 um, people to work for us at that time because we were just so busy. Right now, um, we're shifting more to the commercial side. We were heavy um, service, and now we're doing the EV charging stations. We've actually installed two for Tesla, one in Prim, and that one is 42 uh, charging station. We also did another one in Mesquite, 16, and then we're doing um, installations throughout the valley. This is things that my team has, has been doing for many years since we ran the solar company. So right now they're talking about there's a shortage and 
and people that are trained. Well, you know what? We were lucky enough that we had a jump start and we were um, Tesla authorized since 2014, 2015. So for us, it's just taking it to the next level. And it's really exciting for all of our team. So you obviously got involved in solar at the very beginning. And I remember having this conversation with Edison or what with our representative from Edison. And they were a little bit taken aback at the fact that solar was here to stay and that all of a sudden it was um, infringing on their profits. Right. And, right. and I was just blown away and I was asking them, I was like, you guys are a major player in utilities, electric space. How did you not reinvest? How come you didn't invest in being the solar power uh, manufacturers versus having to now repay? Because <laughs> that's what they were having a problem with. They were having to to um, refund uh, their their um, their uh, uh, bills because they just didn't think solar was here for real, I guess. <laughs> when I started, they, Nevada Energy was offering a rebate of $1.50 a kilowatt. Right now, that's long gone. Those rebates are, are no longer there. Wow. Right. Wow. Unbelievable. But there I, are I, a lot of opportunities. And, you know, it's exciting to, to get into the space. And, you know, as we continue to grow and with the EV charging stations, right now we're also doing um, 98 homes for Toll Brothers. So just to see how things are changing, now we're putting the charge point um, charging stations throughout the community. So anybody that goes to the community that's in there, they could basically pay for their charging of their system or the customer has the opportunity to put the NEMA 1450 in their home as well. Wow, that's amazing. Now I'm gonna share some fun facts here uh, with you, Andre, and also with our audience, okay? So you started your business back in 2015. And you know what's amazing about that is, and, and we talked about this on this show all the time, most of us who start business, most of us minorities or immigrants, women, uh, our veterans who start a business, we usually started from some level of trauma. You know, something bad happened to us and we can't get hired, you know, in a regular nine to five world. So we said, you know, forget this. We're going to do our own thing. And that's how we get started. So when you started back in 2015, there was about four to five million women owned businesses. Okay. <laughs> and that's in the U.S. <laughs> four to five million in the U.S. Now, as time went by to 2017, when, when we met, when you and I met, mm -hmm. there were 11.6 million women-owned businesses. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And of that 11.6 million, the, 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 the sales generated by women-owned businesses were $1.7 trillion in 2017. $1.7 trillion. That's just... Yes, that's just by women-owned business. So since then, to jumping to 2021, there's 18, there's 1,821 new businesses, women-owned businesses starting every day. So 1,821 new women-owned businesses starting every day as of 2021. That is phenomenal. So women-owned businesses are making things happen. And 
on the business zone, Crystal and I, I mean, we are doing whatever we can to help that. And as you know, you saw when I met you in, in, in Vegas in, in 2017, you know, I was willing to share anything I can with you to help you to be as successful as you possibly can. And you, you've done so amazing. So my hat, my hat's off to you, Andrea. You're just phenomenal. Thank you. And I, I appreciate, I mean, your availability. I mean, I've called you in the evenings, like, what do I do here? You know, I just have things that, you know, we're, we run up against. And um, I've just tried to educate myself as much as I possibly can. Any of the small business classes that they have out there, whether it's the SBA Emerging Leaders, the, I attended a UNLV Cox program, I attended SBOP, every class that's out there, I, I continue to go because my mom told me when I was younger, if I went to, to school, I didn't have to cook. So I I'll go to any class that you put me in. I also participated in the Stanford Latino Entrepreneurship Program. And that was a phenomenal program. I mean, right now, we still stay in touch with each other. Everybody just encourages each other and just um, do business with each other, get business for each other. And yeah. it's just, you know, I also serve as a chair for the Nevada Forum for WeBank. So if there's any women out there that are looking to get certified and have any questions, I'd yeah. be happy to, to help them in any way that I possibly can out here in Nevada. So let me ask you this, Andre. I know in business, it's very important for us to have mentors because mentors really help us along and make our, our lives a little easier. Who are some of your mentors in the industry? Anna uh, with WeBank. I attended a program with her and I was like, Anna, you know, they're talking about all these certifications and it was just way over my head. I didn't understand what is a WBE? What is a DBE? What is SBE? And I said, which one should I get? And she said, all of them. So yeah. I followed her lead and I've basically gotten every certification um, that I'm eligible for. I'm also in the process of submitting my HubZone certification. Oh, and beautiful. So that's the next step. I'm hoping here within the next three weeks, I'll have that submitted and you know, we'll just continue to get opportunities. I'm, we would like to go after some more government opportunities yeah. as well as the EV charging stations and seeing you know, on the solar side as well, whether we provide maintenance like we're doing at Mandalay Bay or, or at the VA. Um, we actually have a really good relationship with, that, with them. Yeah. So when it's really windy, then we know, you know what, we need to go check the panels that are up on the top of Mandalay Bay and communicate with them to make sure that everything's still, you know, intact. And just a lot of it is having good relationships and yes. you know, just really following through with what you say you're going to do. If I say I'm going to, you know, go out there and do a job, make sure that our customers happy we keep that relationship and we continue getting referrals you know for other other jobs when you when you first um uh um uh, it, you know, procurement is all about relationships so mm -hmm. what were some of the things some of the steps that you took to start to establish those relationships with mm -hmm. the with the uh, um with the entities that are your customers I think um, out here in, in Nevada, there, there's a program called SBOP. It's a small business um, program. And so a lot of times they'll bring in other people from different um, organizations and give you the opportunity to meet them. And so, you know, basically attending different small business events, actually, you know, having one-on-ones and going out there to see what we could do. How do I get DBE certified? What do I need? You know, I attempted to do 
my WBE certification on my own the first time. And it was a big undertaking, you know, there's a lot to it. And so then Anna, she's so sweet. I mean, she came to my house before I even had an office and, you know, she did the first interview at my house and assisted me through the process. And I got some, everything submitted for my um, woman business um, enterprise. And then I decided I wanted to get my MBE, which was a little more challenging in my opinion, because then I have to prove my ethnicity. So back in the day when my mom and dad, their birth certificate said white. So when I'm going to try to prove that I'm Hispanic, you know, my dad had passed oh. away in 2016. So his um, death certificate said Hispanic. So that was one of the things that I did come up against because it doesn't say Hispanic you know, on there, on the birth certificate. So those are things that you have to kind of navigate around and just going out there. And uh, my husband's been in the industry. He's had his license since like 92. We brought on a project manager who has over 27 years running um, some major projects for a really good company out here in Nevada. And we were blessed to bring him on board. And that's really opened up a lot of opportunities for us. So we're just really excited. I continue to take any class, anything that anybody's offering. And I always ask for advice or what could I do better and just continue to, you know, self-improve. I am so oh. proud of you, Andre. You just <laughs> don't know it. You, while you're talking, I'm just smiling. My smile is from <laughs> You know, I'm proud of you. You are you are the type of client that any business coach wants. You see what I mean? Because you're coachable, you listen, you 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 try to aspire for higher levels and higher levels of success. It, it's just amazing. So I just want to add on to a little bit of what you said earlier. And I've been trying, I've been saying this for years now to many Latino-owned business owners. And you know, it's I think it's a fluke that happened. In, in, in the society where when they were born on their birth certificate, people put white instead of mm -hmm. Hispanic or Latino. So that makes it even more difficult for them when they're trying to become certified. So now they're going to have to prove that they're actually Latino. And believe me, they do the same thing with me too. <laughs> they go, prove that you're black. I'm going, come on, can't you see? Look at me. But they go, uh-uh, show me your birth certificate. So they do that. And I think it's a crazy thing. And I'm, I'm putting this voice out there right now because I want these certifying agencies know that what they're doing is ridiculous. You know, trying to tell people to prove that they're, they're they're Latino or black when they can see for themselves. It's there. It's evident, right? So and, and, uh, go ahead, Cole. And and that's not something she would have known about, right? Because <laughs> I mean, you knew you were Hispanic. You you grew up with Hispanic parents, and you, I mean, who would have thought? I do know the the strategy behind that, <laughs> not from you guys' side, but I do understand the strategy behind that. But until you go through that process, you had no idea, right? I had no idea. <laughs> wow. wow. I never even, you know, thought about looking at my mom or my dad's um, birth certificate, you know, at that point. But uh, it was it was interesting. And I ended up finding out my husband's um, grandpa, I guess, grew up in the same town as my grandma. So oh, wow. I learned a lot during the process. So it was, it was pretty interesting. So, so the, the families probably know each other back then, right. huh? <laughs> I think that's 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 a good uh, reason why people should go do their DNA yeah. <laughs> and, and do their and do their ancestry because you will go back. I know and and see that the census data, the census is really where that starts, right? I mean, the birth certificate, but then 
depending on whoever the census taker is, if that's what they want to put down, uh, then it actually could, could have some um, life-changing effects on you. But who who would know that? Who would even speculate that uh, the world is seeing you as white when you actually are uh, Hispanic? Yeah. And I think we're excited. I know you guys earlier were talking about different things that are coming to, you know, California. In Nevada, we're excited for 2024 for the Super Bowl. Super and Bowl, yes. and I attended um, not the Super Bowl, but we went out to do a Verizon um, tour of the Network Command Center. And it was really exciting to see the energy throughout the whole town. Everybody's excited about the Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm excited. And we were able to participate in the Business Connect with the diversity of the small businesses. So hopefully we will also have an opportunity to do electrical work at either one of the events or at the Super Bowl or you know any of these um, places. But we've also pitched the stadium and I'm out there. I always call Gilbert, you know, if I have a need advice or anything. And I appreciate, you know, all your help and your guidance, you know, throughout the years that I've known you because there's times I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And, you know, it's just, it's easy to have somebody that you could, you know, trust and, you know, go back and talk to. It's, it's a joy to help you, Andrea. And you. the things you do just this, uh, inspire me to want to do more for you. It's just amazing. Now, with the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl um, coming, I also want to share a story. I don't know if you worked on that project or not, but when you were in my class there in Las Vegas, um, that class was to prepare contractors to, to, to work on the, the Raiders stadium that they're building, that where the Super Bowl is going to be now, right? Mm -hmm. Did you ever get to work on that project at all? You know, we didn't work on that project during that time. Um, but like I said, we're hopeful that we do have an opportunity now to, you know, with any of their uh, maintenance and repairs. Or also we did tour the, um, the Raiders headquarters. That was exciting yeah. as well. So there's a lot of opportunities. And I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities everything's going to start moving in Nevada because everybody's excited about the right. Super Bowl and not just the Super Bowl. I mean, just everything that's happening out here in Las Vegas, there's so many opportunities for people to, you know, where uh, we're actually talking to other electrical contractors to yeah. say, you know, if we get a job, are there opportunities for us to share, you know, employees or just kind of thinking outside of the box on what we right. can do as we continue to all grow together. Well, you know what I'm going to recommend for you? Uh, you remember Jerry, right? The lady who run the MGM Grand. Yeah, Harris, Jerry Harris. I, I reach out to her too. Oh, okay, good. Because she has connections and she can connect you with the 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 the, the, the Raider Stadium because she was overseeing that, that project too, you know, from the from the MGM side. Right, so, yeah. Jerry, awesome. She moved, I yeah. believe she moved to Chicago though. She's oh, she did? Yeah, I reached out to her a few months back, though. Still, she's still in the mix of everything. She's doing really well. <laughs> how about how about those guys over at the Nevada Contractors Association? Do you still speak with them? We do. So Lamar and I—I I don't know if you remember Lamar with. Yeah, yeah, I remember Lamar. Yes. Yeah. So he's low voltage, and so we—if there's a job we're bidding on, then we'll call him to bid on, you know, portion his side of it, or he'll call us to bid on our side of it. So we've been working together to see what we could do, you know, to go after bigger projects together. So we definitely stay in touch. I do stay in touch with quite a few of the people in the class. Okay. Do you remember who the project manager uh, was for the, the Raider Stadium? The one who was mm -hmm. overseeing? Because I know Kiwit and another company was in charge of the Oh, Whiting and Turner. 
Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you can reach out to those guys, they, they know your your repertoire. They know your your accomplishments. You know, mm -hmm. they've seen you and all the recognition you've gotten from the SBA. They know that you're good at what you do. So I would suggest that you just go back and reintroduce yourself. Show mm -hmm. them some of your accolades. You know, like here I'm looking on your capability statement here. You got all these certifications. You got your LDB, which is local diverse business. You got LSB, local yeah. small business. You got your ESB, which is emerging small business. All these certifications, man, you got over seven different types of certifications. Right. So, wow. I, I think, <laughs> go ahead. I am in awe and, and quite impressed. Um, <laughs> how is it to do business in Las Vegas as a, as a woman or in the state of Nevada? You know, as far as bidding on jobs, I, I believe that we're a lot more opportunities are opening up. Um, you know, working with Toll Brothers, that brought in a whole new um, area for us. There's 98 homes, and there's a lot of people, you know, that you're dealing with. We're also looking to partner with Forte um, Specialties. We're really excited about that opportunity. And, you know, we all go out there, we all, you know, communicate, see you know, where our piece is, whether it's Anthony, you know, in the field or Mark on the project side of it, we all work together. And, you know, it's, I, I believe we've gained our, our, you know, with our reputation, the fact yeah. that we know what we're doing, you know, right. with the experience, I, I believe when we show up to jobs, you know, they know that we're educated, we know and understand the job at hand, we're capable of doing that because of our past work experience. And I, I think it's just really opened a lot of doors for us and a lot of, you know, other women as well. Amazing. Amazing. I'm and, so impressed, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely impressed. And with Vegas kind of being the city of lights. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. At night. Um, so those obviously are commercial product projects and big jobs. So do you see yourself, you know, I, I know I'm sure there are some very established uh, companies that have been there for many, many, many years. Do you see yourself having the opportunity for any of those opportunities in the future? I do believe, you know, we are looking to increase our monetary limit. Right now we're at a million. When I started out, we were at 10,000. Then we went to 45,000 and then a million. We've already um, been approved. You could get a, a monetary limit increase four times. We've already been approved for 2 million. That's so great. we're looking to increase our monetary limit and continue to grow. Uh, I, I'm not going to say never say never because, you know, right now there's some bigger, you know, companies out here, but I think there's opportunities where we could potentially partner with them because we're a diverse company where we could possibly get a portion of what they're going after. And so those are things that we've already um, reached out to other entities that are doing the bigger projects to give us an opportunity to do a part of it. Awesome. awesome. Do, you, well, do, you, do you remember Rebecca? Rebecca from the NCA, the National yes. yes. Contractors Association. Reach, yes. out, reach out to her because she has a lot of connection still with the stadium, the, the, the Raiders Stadium, and other mm -hmm. projects that's going on. Plus, her work is not the same as yours. You do electrical and think she does general construction. Correct. So, so perhaps you guys can team up together and, and go on a, one of these big projects. But... I really do think that will help, man. And since the Super Bowl is like 12 months away, right. this, this will be a good time to start networking with her. 
Oh, absolutely. We network any of the events that they have going on, all the small business events. We yeah. try to, you know, make sure that we should have a presence, make yeah. sure they know that we're still out here. We're still out here working and we're uh -huh. eager and anxious to take on, you know, other job opportunities. They exactly. always say that I never turn any work down. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, we have to move a dinosaur. I'm like, well, I'm sure we can figure that out. <laughs> I think I can figure that yeah. one out. <laughs> I've never moved one before, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> where, where where do you see your business in five years? In five years, I I hope to have purchased a building by that point. And okay. I'm anticipating we'll have at least another 10 to 15 employees by that point. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, awesome. Uh, you know that uh, to purchase a building, uh, being uh, in your, your trade or any other construction trade, you can participate in the SBA 504 loan, right? right? Where you buy this facility and you can occupy 51% of it and then 49% of it, you can rent it out. You can lease it out to help pay your mortgage. So I'm thinking that might be the approach you want to take and, and start preparing yourself that way. You see what I mean? Absolutely. I would really, I'm looking for a church that's shut down because they have the parking. And so oh, then, that's a good idea. I love that. My I vehicles, we would have the guys come pick them up at the job site. So that would reduce my insurance also. So those are some of the things we're we're looking into and, you know, getting right. ourselves financially prepared for. Right, right. Oh, And that's pretty awesome because a lot of churches actually gave up. They had to give up, you know, after COVID. Yeah. Yes. Their, their uh, participation was reduced and a lot of them are doing... Um, uh, a hybrid and and a small grouping of individuals. So some of them are looking to downsize, or some of them just actually couldn't maintain. So that's actually a good strategy is to look for uh, a church or an owner. And sometimes I found with churches, you know, they're they're hanging on sometimes for dear life. Uh, sometimes an inquiry might be a good 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 strategy because. Uh -huh they may be waiting for that they just don't know how and 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 hoping and praying for a miracle and so maybe you might you know when you're ready uh to reach out to some of the smaller churches that that meet your uh criterias right definitely there's one i i've been looking at and somebody else bought it but it wasn't the right timing for me just yet but All i right. and i want to stay in a hub zone and i and that's you know i know exactly where we're where we're looking i drive through there every day when i take my daughter to school so <laughs> it'll happen in due time i just need to continue getting myself um as prepared as possible so well, did, awesome. did, you, did you already um check to see if your business is currently located in the hub zone did you i do and I already checked that I have um, the number of employees, 35%, to right. ensure that I comply with with all of their um, roles that they're requiring. And it's, you know, the site right now, I don't know if, if you've applied for the hub zone, but it seemed to have timed out when I was trying to submit everything. And I've reached oh, out really? to, to I'm the gonna to, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. So you go now, through the process and you hit submit and it just kind of times out. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Now, I know there are certain um, hub zone areas north of you because you're you're at the, the, the Cater, right? Over right, there. we're at Smoke Ranch so, and Decatur. So, so north of that, like about mm -hmm. a mile, mile and a half north are hub zones. So check that out and see 
I don't know if that's too far from your home or not, but check it out and see because if because there's a lot of land there, a lot of open land in, in that area. So if you can 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 get access to that, then you know, even get a church, um, that would be amazing. There's a lady who was sitting in the back of the class. She lives, she operates from that area too, and she's in that area. And Lamar, he he's over there too. Yeah. So Talk to those guys. Right. Yeah, definitely. We all stay in touch. And I right know. Now, they knocked down the Texas and the Fiesta. They're building apartments and oh, they're they, housing all they over the, the Texas and the Fiesta. I can't they see them. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Is it yeah, because Vegas of, is it because well, of One of them they're going to turn into like a sports something. I'm not sure exactly, like a community center type. Oh, wow. We, we've act actively been looking, and then I know the city of Las Vegas has another program um, that we're going to look into as well. So yeah. uh, right now we're just really busy, so I yeah. haven't had the time to really dive in as much. We just brought in somebody, uh, her name is Dulce, so we're excited to have her on our team. And yeah. we're continuing to, to grow and just, you know, making things happen and just making sure we have it. We're ready when, when the time comes for some of these bigger opportunities. Well, that's a good, a good place to be, to be too busy for, uh, to be too busy. <laughs> you know, co-hosts, there's a lot of land there in Vegas, man. A lot of land, undeveloped land. You know, yeah. so if we want to take our little 40 acre and a mule, <laughs> that would be a good area for us to set up and develop. Because I think the plumbing is already there, right? In, in the earth, right? Oh, it should be because it's. I mean, a lot of them, I'm not sure on all of the ones, but we've looked at a few properties that just seem like abandoned and yeah. we're just looking at different ideas of, you know, what we could do and yeah. we just drive through there, call them and just go looking at things. Well, we are so proud of you here at the Business Zone, Andrea. You, you mm -hmm. man, I'm telling you, you knock it out of the park every time. Because every time I talk to you, you have a new accomplishment. I'm loving it. I'm saying, this is great. This is great. It is it's awesome. Uh, there's a number of our guests is saying congratulations you. to you, um, Michelle and Marion. Um, so you have a daughter. So what does she think about having a mom as a business owner that that that's pretty successful and growing? Well, I have two daughters. So I have a 30 year old and then we started all over 20 years <laughs> later. So I have a 10 year old. So our 10 year old, she um, passed. She has her own business cards. So when the, SBA the administrator, yeah, the administrator um, came, she was out there ready to give her cards, ready to take a picture with her. I love it. And um, she kept giving her business card to the principal and the principal's like, I'm not sure she keeps giving me this. <laughs> and I said, well, the lights in the bathroom are out. So, long story short, here we are. We're now authorized through the Archdi Archdiocese, and we've been doing a lot of work at her school. And we do a lot of work at a lot of churches out here because okay. now we're authorized, but at her school also. So these are things that her, a dream of so her. she's an ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Grooming her to take over <laughs> the family. Rise. I love it. And, and your 30-year-old, is she in business? Uh, she's a realtor. She's doing really well. She lives out there in uh, Verdi in Reno. She's a licensed realtor in California and in um, Nevada. And she's killing it. She's doing homes over $5 million, And she's just excelling and doing really well out there. So where is she in Reno? Uh, in Verdi. 
Verdi. Right, it's right by Reno, in between. Reno oh, okay. So that's like six hours away from you, right? Yeah, about eight. Eight hours. Eight. Wow. Yeah, five minutes yeah, flight though, so it's not too bad. But it's too cold over there right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Warm weather back. <laughs> exactly. So, were your parents entrepreneurs? No, my mom raised me as a single as a single mother, as we were talking about earlier. And you know, okay. she just always wanted to push me to continue going to school. Um, my dad came to live with us later. You know, I had a relationship with him, but he came to live with us after his girlfriend died. And um, my mom, she's always a hard worker. She's worked her butt off. And, you know, like you guys are saying, made sure I had everything that I needed, the money yeah, to, for yeah. lunch. You know, now I'm feeling guilty. Like, I, I don't even know if she had lunch and everything. But she worked for the city of Albuquerque for um, 25 years and retired. I started with the city of Albuquerque when I was 19. And it just wasn't for me. I, yeah. I just needed okay. more. And so I went back to school and obtain my MBA in management information systems. So I'm a computer nerd. And yeah. so when I came out here to Vegas, I was working for uh, uh, signature homes and roads homes. And then I worked for Lake Las Vegas, the developer. And then I had my daughter from two, in 2012, took some time off. And then that's when I started working for the solar company. So <clears throat> it's just okay. stepping stones to get to where I am today. I never dreamed of owning my own business. Or really ever thought about it, but oh really? Okay. Yeah, I would never change anything. I love owning my own business and running the solar company. We were able to learn what to do, what not to do without our money. <laughs> and I now know. we're able to, you know, now that it's our money and you know, we have a vested interest, it we're just really, you know, excited all the time on different things that are coming our way and different opportunities. So I'm going to ask you a question, Andre. And if you feel uncomfortable about responding to it, you, you don't have to, because while I was there, I was seeing all these development going on and, you know, being familiar with what goes on here in Los Angeles, we know there's a handful of usual suspects who control everything, right? So the, the, the developer, Siegel, they own a lot of buildings and a lot of hotels and stuff. So did you ever try working with those guys or is that something you're interested in or no? I, I, will, I am going to stay quiet on that. Okay, all right. I thought so. I thought Other so. Other people would pay me on time. Let's say that. Oh, I hear that. I hear a business owner getting paid is important. Exactly. And if you get paid on the jobs that you're doing, it can exactly. be to a small business. So we are looking to obtain our GB98, and yeah. we're partnering with one of our friends um, from New Mexico who's running um, a business out there. So we're that's kind of our next step of where we're looking to go. So that uh, you know, when a lot of these other opportunities with Tesla come up, we're able to basically handle the whole project. And when it comes to pain, you know, yeah. those are pain points for businesses. And oh, yes. at that yeah. point, we'll be more in control of of getting paid as as our electrical company. Right, right. Especially in, in a business that uh, you're, you need your labor in order to produce your product. Yes. And so it's not like, um, you know, in service-based businesses or, you know, where you're the person, you, know, you can put a hold on your, not, not that you want to, right. but you can put a hold on paying yourselves. But when you have employees, that's your legal obligation is to pay them. And uh, and for me personally, when people don't pay me on time, it makes me feel like you just de de devalued the work that right. I did for you. Right. <laughs> it really bothers me tremendously because if you are a business owner 
uh, um, that takes pride in delivering and providing the best service possible uh, for your clients and and to, to, to walk away feeling that you did an amazing job for them, you want them to feel that same way when it Absolutely. comes to paying you right so uh, that's a pet peeve of mine is not paying me on time and and for me having to beg for my money after yeah. i did that job that's a major issue for me yeah. because i go into it putting my everything into it right. and so uh when you don't pay me on time for whatever little menial reason you come up with like i just recently got something that's like oh i'll pay you after you change the billing date right the billing address yeah. what yeah. <laughs> yeah, i bought in um where they called and you know on on different things and they're well can you put all the invoices together well i already have late fees on those invoices so i could put it all in one but all the late fees are coming along with exactly. it exactly. so <laughs> right now yeah, it's, it's those games, been, right? Yeah. And it really, really bothers. And for me, it bothers me even more because um, my core of my business is accounting and bookkeeping. So oh. I know how it really goes. Right. <laughs> so, and, and, and I know that, you know, you get an invoice in, you verify that the work was done, but you, you review the contract. At that point, you pay the bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's all it should take unless there's some... Um, capital issues where you can't pay the bill but at that point be honest with me right. so I, I it really infuriates me because i know it's not that difficult <laughs> it's not I, that I, difficult you know, as a small business owner i wish i would have known this sooner is to get an attorney to yeah. really yeah. look through a lot of these things because i'm like i don't need an attorney i'm not doing anything wrong well yeah. now i have like three or four attorneys for yeah. different situations to make sure that that i'm protected that they're looking at the contracts um, right. before we actually enter into a contract. So exactly. you know, exactly. these are things we learn along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be some of the advice? Because a lot of times small business owners don't feel that they need a an attorney, you know, because I'm too small for an attorney, right? right? It's just, I'm just doing business. So would that be some of the advice you would have for someone just, uh, especially a female, because I think sometimes they play games with women more so than they do men. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a business attorney is essential. Um, when I first set up my business, I must not, when I, you know, with the use tax and the sales tax, I ended up getting audited and I had the privilege of sitting with the auditor for really uh, about a month and going through everything. And it was just that when we initially got everything set up, we should have set it up differently. And that would have avoided me having to deal with it. So, I mean, it was, it was a learning process, something yeah. that I did, but nope, if I'd have given it to an attorney, they may have asked me all the questions ahead of time and I could have saved my time, you know, exactly. dealing with that. And, and having them construct your legal, your contracts, or definitely review the contracts before yeah. you sign them, because we think they're just, you know, contract, right? And we're all excited about having the, the opportunity uh, for this business. So there may be some clauses in there that we don't quite understand. Right. And, and, and the person producing the, the contract know exactly what that cause, why they put that clause in there. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And, yeah. and there are a lot of contracts from the contract owner that have flow down clauses. That means the owner says, Prime, you're going to have to do these things. You're going to have to make sure there's $5 million insurance. You're going to have to make sure that, you know, there are safety rules, safety clauses. You're going to have to make sure that, 
you know, there's a, um, uh, what do you call that? When you pay 10% up front, what's that again, Andrea? Oh, the retainer? Retainer. And you pay 10% retainer and all of that. Sometimes that does not apply to the, the first or second tier subcontractor. So, and, but they try to pass it down to you also, mm -hmm. which means that when it's time for you to get paid or if you finish your part of the project, and now you want your money back? They're going, uh-uh, you can't get that 10% retainer. You got to wait until the project is over. The project may take another two years, and you're going, hey, I'm done with my part. Why should I have to wait for my 10%? Give me back my money. <laughs> you know, so yeah. having an attorney to review that part for you and argue that on your behalf is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And even step in when, when you run into situations like that. I mean, have somebody that you're able to be transparent with and and you know, make sure you tell them everything so that when they're going to defend you, they know, you know, this is what happened or this is where we're at. You know, yeah. we finished all this part of the work, but they wanted this in addition to that. That wasn't part of our original scope. So that when they go to defend you, they have as much information, you know, to help you as possible. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Good good, good advice. Fernando says smart. And Greg says you either have to have a good attorney or a guy named Vito. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we so appreciate having you here and just remember this on the business zone you can come back anytime because we all we want to hear your successes i mean you're up to what 15 employees now correct 16 oh 16 employees oh man that's just such amazing thing so the next time you want to come back on the show you let us know because Hopefully by then we'll, we'll get you HubZone certified. We'll, we'll, we'll get you, um, you know, you start looking at your, your 504 loan so you can buy your own building. And make sure when you purchase your building, make sure you buy a bigger building than you need. Right. Because, because if you get a bigger building, then you can lease the portion you want for yourself and then the other portion, let them pay your rent, let them pay your mortgage. So you don't have to pay anything. Yeah, no, that makes definite sense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Awesome. But, but keep up the good work, Andrea. Keep up Thank the good work. Is there is there anything you want to share with our audience? Because uh, we're worldwide, you know, everybody around the world, they're listening. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for the opportunity and, you know, the encouragement, everything. It's just such a blessing. And like I said, I serve as the chair for um, WeBank for the Nevada Forum and, you know, anything I could do to help any of you guys, or if you have questions, I'd be yeah. happy, you know, to assist with certification or, you know, anything along the way. If you're in Vegas, give me a call and we could have lunch and see what we could do to collaborate or do business together here. Or, you know, we're only licensed in Nevada right now, but yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, now with our partnership with our friend from New Mexico, that can expand that direction as well. I want you. I want you to be on that Super Bowl project uh, the, uh, next year. So let let's connect with Rebecca, man. Let's connect with her because she knows everything that's going on in the town. Okay, because she gets a lot of uh, contracts from those bigger boys. You know, they love her. So you know, let them fall in love with you too. <laughs> Give you a piece of that pie. Thank you. Great <laughs> okay. right, Greg says today's show was positive and electrifying. Oh, <laughs> thanks to Andrea. Thanks for you. And Fernanda said he likes the idea about uh, um, purchasing a building the 504, with a 504 SBA 504 loan. 
So then you own, you occupy one side of the building and then you lease out the other side so that those tenants pay your mortgage. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll be when I'm getting closer. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And Wait. you're you're connected to the SBA, man. So let's try yeah. to get as much as, as, as you can out of them. Now, does the state of Nevada have any grants for small businesses? Do they have any grants? There are different grants. Um, there was one that they just had. It was in Clark County for IT. Um, I participated in a program with the MGM. And one of the things is we looked at gaps, you know, within our company. Yeah. So one thing is we just put in a server and we bought all new computers and made sure, you know, that cybersecurity, everything was tied down. We weren't eligible for that one because of the fact that it was only Clark County. So I know that there's different grants that are, are out there. It just depends on, you know, your industry and what's going on out there. That's right, exactly. But I still... with Verizon recently. Oh. Yeah, and there's been plenty of, you know, money still circulating that they're trying to get away, get rid of from the CARES Act. Did you guys participate in the ERC, the Employee Retention Credit? You know, we submitted everything, but they, for some reason, they said we didn't qualify. I'm having my books um, basically had to unreconcile everything, brought in a new bookkeeper, having to re-reconcile everything. So now once this is all complete, my CPA signs off on it then I'm going to submit it to see if we're eligible for that as well. Yeah, because my understanding, I, I thought it was because I had clients that didn't apply because they their CPA had indicated that they weren't eligible. But when they went back, uh, they found out that they were eligible uh, through some of the uh, ERC uh, representatives that were out there. Um, and I have a client that just um, just received ninety six thousand wow. um, dollars from from the ERC. Uh, and when we had a pre we had a, someone that did a presentation, and I mean the Lakers, everybody participated. So it had nothing to do with your with your with your revenue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think, if you I, had employees during that time, I think you should revisit that, Andrea, because um, you had employees during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Those, maybe not all your employees qualify for it, but at least, you know, five to ten of them because you had those employees during that time. So if, if whomever you're speaking to can help you, let's, you know, let's find, try to find another um, another uh, organization that can help you with that. Because this, ER, this ERC funding, it may run out within the next nine months or more, you know. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think it's I, I think it's the ones, the reps that are actually working in that space. That's what that was my understanding from from someone that I was talking to. Um, there were some other nuances that they seem to know how to really push it through. And even you doing it on your own. I know the client of mine that got it. Uh, they it was almost 40. It was almost a forty thousand dollar difference wow. when they actually had an ERC representative put the application in for them uh, yeah. versus them do it. So, um, you know, they just to ch check into that. I know that here in Los Angeles, there's a lot of individuals working in that space right now. So right. maybe just at, through your, your reference, your referral services, find out if anybody else is, uh, has a rep that's doing it. 
Definitely. Thank you, guys. If you have anybody that you know, please send them my way. I'd be happy to reserve. Yeah, I don't know if you let. I do have someone. I I don't know if she can do the Nevada area, but I'll I will refer you over to her. Yeah. And I mean, at least she can give you some guidance, and maybe uh, she may have a referral uh, a, a reference for the Nevada area. I'll 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 reach out to her today. Awesome. And have Thank her you. reach out to you. Even if you get ten grand per employee, that's still good. <laughs> Believe me, we could use it. I'll take it. Oh, always. If they're giving away money, by all means. <laughs> well, I mean, in our industry, we've seen such a change in material, you know, with regards to the prices of the wire and the availability. Right. I mean, there's been times where I need panels on Monday and me and my husband are driving out to California to go get the panels to have them here by Monday. Wow. So, you know, there's things that, that we've dealt with that we never had to really deal with in the past with regards to material shortages and things like that. So, so you still feeling the effect of the supply chain? We um, are in, in the uh, just different things. So we basically make recommendations to substitute, you know, instead of maybe a Siemens panel, we'll use a square D or figure out what we need to do. Um, so we're always, you know, working with our vendors to just try to think outside the box. You know, if we have a shortage of material, what, what else could we use to still meet their needs and pass, you know, code inspections? So are a lot of your materials made outside of the country, outside of the U.S.? Um, are they coming in from China or wherever? I think Mexico. When, part of them, the, the Siemens panels, I know that there's a manufacturer in Mexico. With regards to the wire, I'm not really sure, you know, what the if the price could go 30% up the next day. It just it just depends wow. on what's going on. Yeah, so that yeah, and that's why I think they still have these grants and stuff that's available out there because they're external things that you have no control over and the, and the pricing uh, you know, with the supply chain issues that pushes the demand up. And so therefore that pushes the price that pushes the price up. And so as a small business, you know, you are, we're all operating within very small margins anyway. Um, and then it just taps in uh, to the profit of the company. So, yeah, I will refer you over to her and I will send you her information and you guys can reach out to each other and, and find out where you can go with that. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm you very, are so I'm very, welcome. I'm, I'm putting your contact information in the chat. So okay. if anyone needs to reach you, so I'm putting your phone number and your email. Okay. Okay. So folks, uh, if any of you want to reach out to this phenomenal lady, please, please reach out to her. You, you'll see that the quality and the caliber of work that she does. I mean, uh, this, this is no joke. You know, these are high profile projects that she's worked on since 2015 and uh, she's gaining recognitions left right and center it, it it it's not every day the sba make you small business of the year you have to do something impactful in the in a community and she has been that you know and she's been given the nod so many times guys i really want you to check her out and again her name is andrea v hill and she's an mba she runs a company called Allegiant Electric. It's an LLC, and she's located in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, she's just a tremendous, tremendous asset to work with, guys. I really would love for you. If, if you've got, and she does commercial, industrial, and also residential projects. If you got anything in the electrical space, solar, 
um, uh, LED retrofit lighting maintenance and you know they they always have a lot of lighting upgrades that need to be done and like we say uh some of these they're knocking down a lot of the old hotels in in las vegas how about uh is it is it uh piccolo pete that that restaurant that that uh hotel is it what is it called which is that one something another pete when when you're entering from los angeles from from oh, the, oh whiskey pete, pete. Whiskey you know, I, I think they are going to do something right there because that's right by the stadium. Yeah, I, the state line right there. Yes. Right. And then I know, well, that's actually where we put our EV charging stations. You oh, know, wow. Yeah. When that's you're a, good, out there, it's that's a good spot. That's right. a very good spot because that's where when you're coming from Los Angeles, you enter into, into Vegas right there. Right. And that's always a good spot. When I'm going to Vegas, I always stop there to either go buy food or take a rest or something. So. <laughs> I, I always always find that spot spot to be interesting because <laughs> on the far far right side is the prison, right? And so they oh, see all these people coming in <laughs> and to have a good time in Vegas, and they are all incarcerated. I thought I thought, wow, how cruel was that? <laughs> reminder right away to stay, do good like Gregory, and stay stay right <laughs> <laughs> right. I always thought that was kind of interesting. Well, Andrea, it has been an honor for you to kick off our, our Women's History Month. You were, you've told us your story, and um, uh, a lot of our guests have been uh, just amazed and, and found it to be a very interesting, uh, and they have learned quite a bit from you. So thank you yeah. so much. You're always welcome to come back. I will make sure you get this um a video and you can share it as well on your um on your on your facebook pages and in your social media and your website awesome thank since you guys so much and you you were awesome and since this is your first podcast she is very well man she's amazing she was very composed you know relaxed so too, too many many more thank you so much well, thank you. So we're going to uh, close out, but I do want to share uh, who our guest is next week. So Marian Lopez, who is the uh, founder and CEO of Mama Cheesecake, will be yep. on. She's, right. uh, she, she's been visiting us every week, and we're so happy to have her uh, on the show. So she's going to be one of our, our next phenomenal woman. <laughs> who is going to grace our stage here. And so we are just, just honored. Um, as I said, that Mother uh, Women's History Month is very important to me. Yeah. I, I, a lot of my clients are women. And um, as, a, as a coach, I spend a lot of time uh, mentoring and lifting them up to know that we are capable of so much more than what people expect from us, right? You know, they, they have an a image of what women do and then women come along. And as business owners, uh, they are generally phenomenal. Gilbert loves women business owners. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because they're coachable. They listen, they follow instructions, and they get the job done. <laughs> you know, run up, That's run up my blood pressure at all. <laughs> right. They're his favorite clients. <laughs> so, um, so, and in my business, you know, again, I, I know I've taught a lot of women 
uh, how to start their own business and, and how to launch their business. And it, it takes a lot of encouragement for them to feel confident enough to step out there into in, in being who they were designed to be. And, uh, and I love it. It, it, it it's, it's the joy of being a coach for me, um, especially when they come on the show and, and, and they're telling me their story and they've accomplished so much from the time we first started talking to them. So, um, but uh, you are awesome lady. And I, I look forward to continue to hear about all of the wonderful opportunities that you, um, that you are, um, that you're going to embrace over the next two to five years. And uh, uh, when you uh, get your new building, please invite Gilbert and I to I the will. grand opening. Oh. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, we will definitely come to Vegas. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And and know that we're always here. You know, Gilbert is always there for you. That's right. So, that's and right. everyone, everyone that's tuned in, thank you. If you guys, um, so here's who's going to be on next week. And uh, we have Miss Marion Lopez and then the rest of the guests that's going to be on for the rest of the morning. Uh, rest of the- As a small biz grow, so we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz grow, so we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. All righty, guys. So, Gilbert, you want to take us out? We want to make sure everyone goes over to our YouTube channel. You are tuned into the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. And we would love for you to go over to our uh, YouTube channel and subscribe. You can take a picture of the QR code. It will take you directly there. Or you can just uh, go into YouTube and Google uh, the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. We ask you to hit that subscribe button. And if you enjoyed today's show, please hit the like button and tell a friend and and share and come back next week because we always have some entertainment for you. Gilbert and I love doing this. That's right, guys. (laughs) That's right. And I think it's easier for you to just take your phone, take a picture of this QR code, guys, and just go straight to uh, YouTube and and, uh, uh, like the uh, subscribe. Just hit the subscribe button because... Remember, our anniversary is coming up in July, folks. July, July, July. And we're going to make it live. It's going to be live and in person. And it's going to be somewhere in Los Angeles, right, right co-host? Yes. <laughs> somewhere in Los Angeles. So we're going to get a big building and, and, and invite all of you so you can meet us live and direct in person at the, the Business Zone anniversary. It's going to be seven years, right, co-host? Wow. Seven years. Seven years. So when you go over to our YouTube channel, you will find over 600 uh, videos that some of them are actually class and sessions. Uh, We don't always have guests. Uh, Gilbert and I sometimes do a coaching session online. And so you will find just uh, seven years of amazing information on how to be successful in business. So we, uh, we enjoy what we do. And um, we hope you guys enjoy it as well. So thank you 
for joining us today. And Andrea, thank you thank for you. being our first guest for Women's uh, History Month. Thank and you, we wish you all the best. <laughs> All righty, Gilbert, you want to take us out? Oh, yes. And we're going to bring Fernando in, Fernando Young. We're bringing him in in April. So he's going to be one of our guests. And Marion, you're here too on, on the call. We're bringing you in what next week, right? She's coming in next, next week. She's coming All next right. week. And then the week after that, we should have um, uh, Adina Brooks. Uh, she actually has a graphic business, gra graphic business, and she's also a fine art artist. She's a she's absolutely amazing. So she will be here uh, the following week. Uh, after that, uh, we have Ada. Um, oh, I can't think of her name. Dylan De, uh, uh, Taylor, I believe her name is, and she actually is a woman. She's a speaker. She empowers and 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 mentors women, and she has a, a organization. Called, and I believe she's in Las Vegas as well. Uh, oh, she has wow. a, a women's group called uh, Wow, and um, and it's spent. It, she spends the time uh, enlightening women on how to be their best self. And I believe our last guest for this month is. A young lady named Constance Walker, a uh, Candace Walker, and Candace actually has a very unique business idea. I was so impressed when I met her. During the pandemic, she had a multi generational household, her children and her mother, and uh, so she her kids were able to help the mother with technology and just how to get on her Facebook and, and so forth, uh, how to use her phone. So she came up with this great idea called Generations Connect. And mm -hmm. so she's put together a platform where um, uh, she reaches out to, she calls them seasoned adults. <laughs> and, and, and she uh, has a platform that when they're having challenges with technology, they can go onto her website they can, and they don't even have to type in their request. They can click a button and uh, use audio and tell them what their problem is. I can't get on my Facebook. I, I don't know how to use my phone. I can't send an email. They then transcribe that. And that transcribes, transcription is then sent as a text to youth technical assistance operators <laughs> and then they reach back to the older person and to the seasoned person and right. they come in and they help her so that's it's the a, youth that's a great business. Uh, right isn't that an amazing business that's that the, business. the 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 older seasoned adults is working with the youth and they both are getting some amazing um value from the encounter so it's, it's a just i thought it was just a phenomenal business yeah. uh the youth and the, and the adults together and at the same time helping the seasons adults become more tech savvy definitely yeah so she'll be on at the end of the month so looking forward to that all right. all right folks well thank you guys for watching today the business zone with crystal and gilbert tuning next friday from 3 to 4 30 we're gonna have another phenomenal guest miss marianne lopez mama cheesecake and uh we'll see you guys uh, next week Alrighty, bye. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow using procurement, program, and control. I'm a business man, yes, I'm an entrepreneur.